everyone. This is PM Sports Talk, the father and son duo podcast. I am Preston. We have a lot of sports to dive into today. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing well. Uh, you're right. There is a lot of sports going on right now, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So first off, we're going to start off with the NFL here. Some big games this weekend. How about them Pittsburgh Steelers taking first in the division? What a game that was. Boy, it didn't look good first half. Uh, totally dominated by the Ravens, but somehow, some way, this team finds a way to squeak out a victory. Second half was totally different than the first half. Our offense actually moved the ball a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, the defense turned Lamar and company over, and we squeaked out a win. Uh, it's great. But uh, I see there by uh, the look of your hat and your name tag there that there's some uh, unfinished business you like to talk about. It's not focusing, but it says Fire Matt Canada on it. And it does not fit my head, so I'm going to take it off now. But that is the, uh, even though we won, that is still the message. Get rid of him. Yeah, um, it's still there. That (laughs) that offense was still (laughs) brutal, brutal play calls. That same play call that got Kenny Pickett hurt in the last game, he called again on the same exact thing, third and one. Well, it might have been fourth and one in the other game. I can't remember. But it was either third and one or fourth and one. Well, it was third and one in this game. Shotgun, third and one. And they hand it off. And they hand it off. And what's the result? Go nowhere. Stuffed. Um, Unbelievable, horrible play call. Um, he's still so bad with his play calling. I just don't understand. And I'm, I'm afraid that because they won this weekend that they're just going to stick with him when this would be the perfect time for him to go. You have a bye week coming up that gives you two weeks to get somebody else in there um, and just change things up because that offense, even though we won, uh, I don't see you winning going forward with that play calling the way it is. Nope. Absolutely not. That It's just been bad for the past two years, and I think that's how long he's been there. But well, This is this will be the third year. The last year of Roethlisberger's um, career, he was the offensive coordinator, and their offense was horrible then, and we were all blaming that on Roethlisberger being old. But you noticed in those games, when Roethlisberger took over and said, hey, that's it, I'm doing it my way, they actually moved the ball. No coincidence. The big play of the game was the 41-yard touchdown from Pickett to Pickens. And Pickett made a change at the line. He changed the play. (laughs) Did a Randy Randy Moss uh, audible at the line, and it worked. And you saw, everyone saw Matt Canada's face. Blank stare. Yeah. I was wondering what was going on at the time, and then we found out later that Kenny Pickett changed it. So the play that worked was not the play that he had called. No, No surprise there. Yeah, you saw my hat. It's it's uh, some unfinished business there with Mr. Canada. Uh, he just needs to go. It's getting bad. I, I don't think they're going to change. I just don't. We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, they don't. This is a team that doesn't fire coaches. I just don't see them doing it until the end of the season. Um, unless for some reason things just click all of a sudden and they start having, moving the ball really well. But I don't see that happening with these play calls. Does it? Does uh, Matt Canada make you miss Randy Fickner? Um, <laughs> no, I won't go that far because he was horrible too. Yeah, I know, I know. You know who does make me miss? Todd, Todd Haley, Haley. Todd Haley, yeah. Who I thought was kind of bad at the time, but he makes he he looks like an expert compared to these two. Yeah, and yeah, it's just brutal. Um, I'm starting to think 
there's a lot of people saying, oh, is, is it Pickett the guy or not? I, I think he is the guy. I, I just think that's the play calling. I think it's that bad. Because um, Roethlisberger looked the same as Pickett does. And he was – was it Roethlisberger? No, I don't think it was. It was it was Matt Canada with these one-yard pass plays on a third and seven or, you know, or a jet sweep on a third and seven. Mm-hmm. And the defense knows what's coming because another another uh, commentator was saying, you know, the Steelers' offense is so simple. Uh, when you look at San Francisco's, they have receivers crossing the field, three and four guys every play. It makes the defense think they don't know who to cover. The Steelers don't do that. They don't have receivers crossing. The receivers run a simple route, and they stop and turn and look for the ball. Well, the, the defense can cover that easily. Yeah. Um, so they, they has no imagination with their offense, and that's the problem. Um, it's not going to change, I don't think. So. I don't want to see one person blame this defense. This defense, the reason why we gave up 30 points to the Texans, it was 13 points for a while, 13-6, to six, the score. Yeah. And the reason why they let up 30 points is because the offense kept getting three and outs, couldn't stay on the field, and keeps making the defense go out there. Eventually, they're going to get tired and exhausted. Yeah, if you look at all the games, um, even last year, the games where where the defense always it was close. And any of the games that got away from Pittsburgh, it got away in the fourth quarter, because like you said, they they, they got tired in the first halves. They would hold these teams to field goal, field goal, field goal, or they would turn them over, get an interception, get a fumble, and then the offense would go three and out. And that Texans game was a perfect example. That game was like, like you said, ten nothing, thirteen nothing, sixteen six, I believe, in the fourth quarter, only down ten points because of that defense. And then they got tired, and the Texans scored a couple touchdowns late. But yeah, going forward, you know, the team's not. This team's not going to win unless this offense starts making, starts calling some better plays because. It's not going to work. I mean, I just don't see it working. <laughs> it's not. We're so, I mean, the game shouldn't have even been that close. Lamar had uh, shoot, a Nelson Aguilar drop touchdown, a Rashad Bateman drop touchdown. Zay Flowers had multiple drops. Yeah. They they caught breaks. Yeah, it could have easily been 21 nothing in that first half. And, uh, you know, it was only 10, 10 nothing or 10-3. At the half, and so Pittsburgh was in it because of the, because of those drops and because of some turnovers. So yeah, yeah, going forward, it's not going to work. So we got lucky. I mean, we're three and two. So you're three and two by luck. So m- make a change, do something to change it up. But they're not going to. Yeah, no, not going to happen with this Pittsburgh Steelers uh, franchise that doesn't like to make changes for some apparent reason. But. Let's go on to uh, the 49ers. Boy, do they look unstoppable. That was a complete beatdown against the Dallas Cowboys, who I picked to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> That's not looking too good right nope. now. Nope. I mean, thought, Chiefs isn't looking too good either. But. No, that could be wrong on both those counts. But um, I have more faith in the Chiefs than the Cowboys. But <laughs> um, everybody's been saying that Dallas, it's Dallas, Philadelphia, and San Fran in the, in the, in the um, NFC. It's not. It's it's San Francisco and Philadelphia. That's it. Yeah. Maybe Detroit. I don't know. Possibly. I think they might be better than Dallas. They could get their this could be the year Detroit gets out of that playoff slump. Their defense isn't as good as Dallas, but their offense is way better, I think. So 
Um, I think I like Jared Goff over Dak Prescott, too. I say we get Trey Lance in there we sh- against the 49ers if they play each other in the playoffs again. How about we get a little revenge game? Yeah, that's not going to happen either, But unless Prescott gets hurt. But um, yeah. You know, that game was in San Francisco, and it's a night game. They're all pumped up. So, I mean, who knows what happens going on down the road. And, I mean, Dallas is going to make the playoffs, but um, if they have to go to San Francisco, which it looks like they will, they're going to either have to go to San Francisco or probably Philadelphia in the playoffs. And I was I was betting on Dallas winning that division. That's why I was picking them to go to the – because I thought Philadelphia was going to come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they have. They're not – I don't think they're as good as they were. At least they haven't started as good. But they've won all these games. They're 5-0. and A couple of those games they probably could have lost – but they didn't, so that makes me wonder if Philadelphia is just going to, you know, they're going to get better as the season goes on. So Dallas probably isn't going to catch them in for the division now. Yeah, San Francisco, they look they look like the best team in football by far right now. I, I would take them over the Eagles too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Niners over Eagles all day long. Uh, Brock Purdy looks unstoppable. How about George Kittle also getting a hat trick? Yeah, three touchdowns. See, that's just stay with that team. Kittle hasn't done much this year. Then all of a sudden he has this game where he gets three touchdowns. They got, you know, they've got um, Ayuk, they've got Kittle, they've got. You haven't heard much from DJ Samuel this year either. When he'll he'll probably have a breakout game next. Yeah, Debo. Yeah, and then they have McCaffrey. They've got weapons all over the place, and the offensive line, which everybody thought was going to be a weakness this year, well, it's not a weakness at all. They're still really good. I'm still. I still don't say he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. But that's all you have to be with that offense. Even Shanahan said Darnold looked good. And we've seen Darnold with the Jets, the Panthers. It looked just putrid. So, I mean, the Niners may be the way to get back as a quarterback. I mean, Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl, and he doesn't look great with the Raiders. No, it, it's that's Whatever scheme they're doing there, he's he's a great like you said, Shannon. He's a great play he's a caller. Cor- he's a quarterback's coach, I believe. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. I don't know if he's calling the plays or not, but he definitely has his hands on them. Um, that's his offense, and like I say, it doesn't seem to matter who they put in there at quarterback. No, I mean, let's think about it. If you switch out Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett and put Brock Purdy on the Steelers and put Kenny Pickett on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Do you think Brock Purdy looks like he does right now? I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't think so. I think no, he's Brock, not. Brock Purdy got the greatest start he could ask for by getting drafted by the Niners, in my opinion. He, he got the best place he could ask for as an Iowa State quarterback. Not He wasn't looked at like at all by as a pro, top QB's prospect, and then there he is, Mr. Relevant, and he gets drafted by San Francisco. San Francisco is a quarterback's room. They, they're quarterback... Kyle Shanahan's a quarterback's coach. So Purdy, if he went to the Steelers, say, oh, he'd, he'd, he'd be awful. I mean, not I'm, it could not because of him. Just look at Matt Canada. That's what I mean. Um, it's it's all about where where what team you're on um, when it comes to developing these young quarterbacks. Um, I just hope we don't ruin Pickett. But getting back to San Francisco, um, yeah, he's not touched. I mean, how often do you see Brock Purdy under pressure? Hmm. A couple times a game? Yeah. I mean, it's not every play. Like, I don't I don't see him getting pressured that much. No, that's what I mean. So their offensive line, their scheme, 
it's just they're just they're just a machine right now and it's a long way to go. They've only played five games. You got what um twelve more to go. Yeah. So a lot can happen. People get hurt all the time. We saw that, you know, this weekend. So but right now they are the class of the NFL. Yeah. Um if I were to say how much you said get some pressure on him in that Steelers Niners game. I'd say about over 10. You tell the defense to get some pressure on Brock Purdy. What do you mean? Like, you'd say, you you always say in, when we're watching games, get some pressure on him because the Steelers got no pressure on Brock Purdy. And oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. If, if, a, if, an NFL, if you're an NFL quarterback, if you have the talent to be an NFL quarterback and you get no pressure in your face, you just you can just sit back there and, the guys are open, and you can just play like pinball, boom, 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 hit guys that are wide open. An NFL talent, an NFL caliber quarterback is going to do well. Yeah, you could take the worst quarterback you think in the league right, that's playing right now, whoever that is, Zach Wilson, whoever, and put them on that San Francisco team, and they're going to look like an All Pro. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, that's what people have been saying for years. With ever since Jimmy G and the Niners went to the Super Bowl, I mean. Shanahan has turned that place around as they were not that good a, a couple of years ago. I mean, like, they were, like, one of the worst teams in the league. That's how they got Nick Bosa, and then it all started from there. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've got a juggernaut. It, they're the favorites to win right now. But a lot can happen, so. Let's move on here to our next sport. We'll, go, we'll get back to the NFL for our prediction for the week. Uh, let's go to college football recap. I mean, I stayed up till about... 2.30 in the morning, watching Caleb Williams go at it with Fafita of Arizona. And it was his second start, and they went to three overtimes. Yeah, I tried to stay up for that game, but I couldn't. Um, USC was down in it when I went, when I finally crashed. And uh... <laughs> USC, Arizona, 28-28. to Their kicker has a chance to win the game. You cannot make this up. I mean, the, the kick gets blocked. USC's or Arizona's? USC's. Oh, they had the chance to win, right? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing because they were down, were they down like two touchdowns or at the beginning of the game? At the beginning of the game, they were down by 10, 17. Seven, 17 yeah. nothing. That's what it was. Yeah. And then Caleb Williams finally decided to play. And, uh, yeah, he's amazing. That's probably that's probably his worst game of the season. And he's, he's still put up 44 points. Or forty three, whatever it was, you know he's unbelievable. Somebody, somebody's getting a great quarterback next year because that guy is just. Um, as long as it translates to the NFL, I don't see any reason why it won't. Um, he is so. He just has. Not only does he have the the arm talent and the, he just knows how to move his body and get into positions. Do you see him in that pocket, running around? Just positioning himself to the perfect place to drop yeah. a dime downfield, ten yard throw. Yeah, whatever it is, he's he just maneuvers himself. Sometimes he's throwing sidearm. He reminds Somet me a lot of Patrick Mahomes. He does. I I've heard that people say that he's not quite as big as Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a little bit big, taller, but yeah, same thing because he throws from all different angles. He throws on the run. He. Th doesn't matter, going to his left, going to his right. You know, he'll stop and throw it, or he'll just keep moving and throw it, and he's just unbelievable. And I would really be shocked if he's not a, a great NFL quarterback. 
I would be as well. And it's like he's not even the defense at USC is not that good. I mean, it's just that offense that really makes USC a great team this year. Yeah, if and if they're probably not gonna make it because of that defense. They're, you never know though. Um, that defense has talent because it's USC. They they get all they get top players there. That the defense should be better than it is. I don't know if it's coaching or scheme or whatever, but um, yeah, just think if that defense played could play just a little bit better, not much. They just have to be a little bit better, and you're not going to stop that team because he can just score at will. Absolutely, you saw that. Um, excuse me, they were down seventeen nothing, as we mentioned, and Caleb Williams decided to play. And that is how they won that game. With that being said, let's move on to Oklahoma and Texas, the place where Caleb Williams was born in that exact game, that le- the legend of Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's the Red ago. River Showdown. And it seems to never disappoint. These We have great games with that rivalry every single year. Yeah, except last year. Last year it was bad because Dylan Gabriel got hurt and didn't play in that game last year. Um, so Oklahoma didn't have much of a chance. But this year, he was there. And I know on last week's show, I picked Texas because I really thought I – di- I didn't think Oklahoma was this good. Um, what a game, though. Back and forth. Um, Texas – I don't know if Texas ever had the – did they have they, – they had the lead there at the end, but did they ever have the lead before that? They would have. I don't think they did. I think they got that lead first in that with that field goal. They got they were at the one yard line, right? You're gonna have four plays there. You're not gonna kick a field goal from the one yard line. They get goal line stand. A goal line stand by Oklahoma. And that is the that was the decider of the game right there. Yeah. Um it, it was a good game, but it was kind of a weird game too, because Texas, like yours, I don't think he had a great game. No, I don't think he did. I think he threw like two picks. Threw two picks. I mean, he still threw. He threw for like three hundred and fifty yards, but he threw those two picks. And um, but I mean, but at the end of the game, he got them ahead, um, in part because of their defense. But they scored like thirteen points in a row because Oklahoma had gone up by ten, and then they come back. Texas comes back, gets ahead, but thirty to twenty-seven, with only. Was it less than a minute? I think it was just over a minute. Just over a minute. And Oklahoma didn't have any timeouts. And Dylan Gabriel proved himself that game. Yeah, I, I just thought he was an average quarterback. I didn't realize he was that he was that good. Drove right down that field and threw a touchdown to Nick Anderson to win it. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Because when, when Texas kicked the field goal to go ahead by three, I thought, wow, that's it. Their defense is pretty good. They're going to stop. They're not going to let them go all the way down the field. Mm-hmm. And they went right down the field. Boom. They were down in the red zone in like three plays. Yeah, it was bad. Like Oklahoma's defense was leaving guys wide open too. It wasn't like just like lock plays by great catches. I mean, they were wide open. Yeah, I don't know what Texas was doing there defensively. Prevent maybe? They were playing prevent, but they didn't play it very well. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. They just gave up. I just, Even in that position, I don't think I would have played prevent. You leave guys open in the middle of the field. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and especially with the college rules, even though they had no timeouts, it doesn't really matter because it stops when you get a first down. So the clock stops, and then by the time they set the ball and the clock, clock starts again, you got your play called and you're ready to go. So, yeah, 
with a minute left in college football, that's that's an eternity. So, yeah, yeah but that was a great game. I, I didn't expect Oklahoma to win, but now they got a chance to to get into the college football playoff. They're six and zero. It's not Texas isn't done though, because if they run the table, and Oklahoma runs the table, those two are going to meet in the championship game for oh, the Big Twelve. What a game that would be! So I mean, rematch in the same year. Yeah, so the winner of that game probably would be the team that would get to go to the playoff. So there's still a lot to be cited there yet, and I I'm I'm hoping they both run the table because I want to see the rematch. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, let's let's move on here to our last game here. So we got the Red River Showdown, which was one of the best games of the week. Also the USC Arizona game. Let's move on here. How about how about we talk some Heisman? I mean, I was looking at my phone today, the QB rankings are out. Caleb Williams isn't there at one. Michael Penix isn't there at one. Bo Nix isn't there at one. Jaden Daniels is there as the Heisman front runner. Yeah, it's a little surprising. I mean, he's played well. Um, but I've been trying to think, like, what makes him the Heisman front runner right now? Yeah, he's not going to win it. Caleb Williams had a off game, I guess, but they can call him the front runner all they want. He's not going to win it. Um, I don't. Think I don't so. know who's calling him the front runner, but uh, ESPN. Well, there you go. Twenty four seven Sports. A team with two losses, unless the guy is phenomenally better than everybody else, which he's not. He's not. I mean, if they run the table and win the SEC championship game and he keeps playing well, then, yeah, maybe he could. But um, I don't see it because there's too many other guys that are their, – their teams are going to be better than LSU's. And even though it's an individual sport, they do go by off how your team performs too. So – if Caleb Williams and USC goes like undefeated, mm-hmm. and he plays the way he plays, yep, he's winning it again. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, Jaden Daniels is not going to win that. Michael Penix uh, has a good chance too. He's been playing phenomenal. Yeah, they go undefeated. Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, those are the two I'm looking at right now. I'm I'm Jaden Daniels is not even top five on my list right now. No, he's not going to win it. They're just. I swear that they do that stuff just. Are they trying to stir stuff something up or something? They do that just to get people talking and, you know, gives them talking points on their shows and stuff. But yeah, he's not the. They can say he's a front runner, but he's not. No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, I guess we'll have to see, but it's not going to be him, I don't think. But just a quick chat right there. Let's let's move on here. We're going to go MLB playoffs, then upcoming schedule this week for college football and NFL. So. Twins and Astros are playing right now, and the Astros are absolutely whooping them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. The Twins won that last game, even the series at 1-1, and then I guess the Astros didn't like that too much. 9-1 yeah. <laughs> to one right now. Or might, the game may be over. Yeah, the Astros actually have been better on the road this year than they are at home, which is weird. But, yeah, um, Astros are winning that series. Um I told you last week's show that I thought Astros were going to get back to the World Series, and I've seen nothing to deter that prediction. <laughs> um, I don't want them to get there because I'm sick of seeing them there year after year after year, mm-hmm. but I don't see anybody else beating them. Um, the other teams that are left don't have the pitching that they have. I mean... They just don't. That That's true, yeah. I agree with that, but... 
I think Texas will give them a good run for their money if they get to the ALCS today because they are div- they are division rivals. So I'm, yeah, I could see that being a, a good series because Texas they don't they don't have the pitching that Houston does. They got a couple good starters, um, but Evaldi, Evaldi, and they got Montgomery and, and Montgomery. Trade. I mean, they're okay. They're not. They're not. They're not Houston. They're yeah. not Houston. But they have a better lineup than Houston does. Um, so they might be able to keep it close with their offense, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna be surprised if they don't make it back. That's definitely the. I think that's fair. I mean, Astro obviously Astros are always dominant in the playoffs. No matter how good they do in the regular season, right? Cheating or not, they're they're a good team. Um, but I I think that Texas and Astros, if that is a series next uh, ALCS. I think that game easily goes to seven. I mean, they they have had it's been like split all year. Yeah, um, I don't know if it goes seven. I, I can see Houston winning six or something. But yeah, I mean, there's I, always you never know. Baseball is unpredictable. I still got Texas going to the World Series. Uh, I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, I mean, Orioles are not are too young. They can't beat that team, and, and they came. They're struggling against Texas right now. They're probably gonna lose today to them. Yeah, no. that series. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be Houston against Texas. Yeah, that's going to be a. I think that's going to be a great series. Um, so the NL, the Dodgers are getting whooped worse than the Twins right now against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, um, that's another team. I didn't see it coming, but I guess when I look at it now, they're built a little. I don't want to say they're just a regular season team, but they kind of are. Um, only maybe, maybe specifically this year because they have lost all their starting pitching. They have no starting pitching, zero. Mm-hmm. They have Clayton Kershaw and Clayton Kershaw's he's, he's legacy is done. He, his legacy is ruined because he can't perform in the playoffs. He always pitches bad in the playoffs. Yeah. He, he's horrible in the playoffs. He can't pitch in the playoffs and the Dodgers, I think are poorly managed too. Yeah, well, they've they lost uh, Bueller to Tommy John. They thought he might be back, but he's not going to be. Lance Lynn, they got in a trade. He's been awful. Yeah, he gets he's, hit he's around. Not, he's not good anyway. That was just they picked him up because they had no other options, and they lost their best pitcher Urias because he had he's got some trouble, you know, domestic issues. Uh, he's probably never going to pitch again, at least not for them. Yeah, he's kind of he's a lot like what's his name was for Chapman. them. Um, no. Um, oh, Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. He was with them, too. The same thing happened with him. Domestic issues, and now he's done. So um, those were all guys that were really good starters for them. Now they have nobody. They're depending on s- some young guys that just aren't ready. And, and Clayton Kershaw is really old. Yeah, I didn't even know if he was gonna, coming back this year. He yeah. actually had a really good regular season, but... Yeah. Once again, in the playoffs, he's just... He can't show up in the playoffs. It's a problem. And it's not like he's just a little bit bad. He just gets, he gets blown out. Yeah, he gets... It, it's. Think about Luis Severino in the regular season. That was him. That's yeah. him in the playoffs. Exactly, yep. And it's year after year. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, they have the talent on offense to win three straight to win that series. But I don't think they, their pitching is going to be enough. I think Arizona only has to win one game. So 
Arizona's pitching is pretty good. It's decent. So they got Zach Gallon as their ace. He's been a phenomenal this season. They're a lot like San Diego last year. They're kind of com- coming out of nowhere. Yeah. And so yeah. So it's probably going to be Arizona against. I'm gonna, I'm gonna still gonna say Atlanta. Philly. That's that's a game that could go to five. Series that could go to five. That could be either way. I I'm I'm gonna say Atlanta. I think they woke up. So. But. That's that was a great game last night too. Yeah. Uh it's tied one one. So I mean, you can, there's not much to say. They're both great teams. It could go either way. Yeah, could be go either way. But the winner of that series, Arizona or um, Philadelphia or Atlanta, will be in the World Series. You think so? They're gonna beat whoever whoever Arizona or Dodgers. They're gonna beat that those Dodgers. Teams. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's I think, I not see, beating. I can see. Those I'm teams. not. I'm not saying Arizona's gonna beat them. I say they put up a good fight though. I don't know. I think it's just one series for them. I, I just don't. We'll see. We'll see. They. I mean, let's see. They beat the Brewers, not the Dodgers. I mean, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Who? I mean, Phillies. Obviously, they're gonna win. Phillies are Braves, but we'll see if the Diamondbacks can prove us wrong. So, next up, as we said, we're gonna do a little bit of uh, upcoming schedules. And Dad, to this week is the week in college football. We got Oregon and Washington. I was wrong last week. I thought it was this. I thought it was last week, but yeah. we got it. We got it this week. That's the big game. There's only a couple good games this week, and that's that. That's the biggest one. The winner of that game's got a a big leg up on getting to the college football playoff. That should be a great game. I believe it's in Washington, so I think Washington's going to beat Oregon because um, I don't trust Bo Nix. Yeah. He's due for one of those games where he throws two interceptions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it. He's been good this year, but I, I, I think Penix is really good. And, yeah. Um, and I think those teams are fairly evenly matched. I think Washington's defense might be a little better. So and they're at home, so I give them the edge. But I, I expect that to be go down to the wire. That should be a great game. Um, I think that's a three thirty game. So yeah. We'll see how it goes. I I got I'm gonna do my prediction right now. I got Washington. Yeah, I do too. I I think they're a better team. But I I expect I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon beat them. I, I mean, it could go either way. But I mean, I think Washington is just a little bit better. Yeah, it's gonna be a great game, I believe. Yeah. Um, now I mean, unless if you have anything, I think that's the only game we really have to go over. Well, there it would have been a big game, the Notre Dame USC game. Notre Dame, oh, but yeah, it takes they got a, blown out by Louisville. That was going to be a big game. This, How does that happen? Yeah, they lost to Louisville. We forgot about that. Louisville um, by twenty. Louisville's undefeated. They're they're better than we thought. Louisville, <clears throat> excuse me. Where do you think they'll get ranked if they do get ranked? Yeah, they're ranked right now. Um, I, they, they were twenty five last week. I can check it. I think they're they moved up quite a bit. They, I would think so. I mean, if you beat. Uh, Notre Dame, then of course. I know Notre Dame dropped to twenty-one, so and USC dropped to ten. So USC we, dropped even though they won. So we got Louisville up to fourteen. How about that? Yeah, big. Yeah, they really jumped. So we're gonna have to start talking about Louisville if they keep winning because they. I think they play Florida State. I think they play Florida State at some point coming mm-hmm. up. So, um, yeah. So Notre Dame USC was the only other big game this weekend. And it's not really – it's a big game for USC now just to try to keep winning, mm-hmm. you know, and win against a top 25 team because Notre Dame's 21 right now. But it's not 
Notre Dame's done. They got two losses. They're they're out. They can't make it now. They're not making anything. I mean, so yeah, this was this was really supposed to be a big game. Well, everybody thought that Notre Dame was going to come in there with maybe one loss and USC undefeated. Well, it didn't turn out that way. So, yeah, so it's mainly just Washington and Oregon. And then that's the big game for this week. That's about it. So, we got NFL this week. Um, any games you want to point out? There's not a lot of great games in the NFL either. Huh? It's kind of a. Um, you got Baltimore and Tennessee, which is. London. London game. That's an okay game. We got Seahawks and Bengals. That's a good game. I like that game. That's two close teams. I think Bengals righted the ship. I think. uh, How about Chase on Sunday? He had three touchdowns and over like 190 receiving yards. Yeah, Burrow looked pretty good too. Uh, He looks like he's getting healthier. Yep. Which is not good news for the Steelers. No. (laughs) So I don't think we played them yet. We haven't played them yet. So so. we're gonna have to see. Um, But Seattle against Bengals, yeah. Seattle, that's in Cincinnati. Seattle's a tough team. That should be a really close game right down to the wire. Uh, that's a pick 'em game. I, I could that could go either way. And then you got on Monday, Cowboys and Chargers. That's a good game too. Where is that game? That would be in Los Angeles. So that's a Dallas home game. Yeah. <laughs> either uh, way, it's a Dallas. Either home way, because it's going to be all Dallas fans there. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Chargers. They don't have any home. Shouldn't have moved field. from San Diego. They need yeah, they they messed up big time. Now they have no home field. They'll be using they're gonna have to go silent count. But they're gonna have to with the, their offense because they're not gonna be able to hear. No. It's just like oh it's horrible. Um that's gonna be a high I think that'll be a hmm. I wanna say high scoring game, but I don't know. Dallas's defense, uh eh. It's gonna be. I think it'll it should be, be a close. close game. Yeah, close. I could see like a twenty-eight, twenty-five, or something like that. We'll kind see. Of game. Yeah, that that could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, there was one other game. I can't remember. I remember looking at the schedule. There was one other game that was that intrigued me. I have the schedule right here. Because there's not a lot of good games. Are we thinking? Forty hmm, ers Browns. That's intriguing because of the defenses. Yeah, Eagles Jets. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the one that you were thinking of. Lions, Bucks. Those are the those are the three I was thinking of. Um, that could be close games, um, because of the defenses. Um, Lions and Bucks. That one, no. That that one, that one I think is more of a. Probably in the twenties, but I think Lions win that. Okay. Um. Forty ers at Cleveland is interesting to me because Cleveland's defense is number one in the NFL right so, now. So, um, Stefanski ended up saying that Thompson Robinson isn't ready. He's not starting this week if Watson is out. It will be P.J. Walker. Well, that throws a monkey wrench into that game, doesn't it? Yeah. If Watson is playing and he's healthy, I give the Browns uh, a a chance. If not, then I don't. It's not going to be close. It's going to be a slaughter. Yep. Their defense is really good, but it's going to be kind of like how Pittsburgh played 49ers. The defense is going to get tired. Cleveland's defense is going to get tired because they're going to be on the field the whole game. Mm-hmm. And second half, they're going to get blown out. So w- one thing I want to point out is, why are the Giants on primetime again? Sunday night football against the Bills. That's a horrible game. Why are they on primetime again? The Giants are, I think they're the worst team. 
them and Carolina are the two worst teams in football right now. Yeah. It's, um, it's bad how bad the Giants are. Giants are horrible. I don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to play. I think he is, but I'm not sure. The Bills at home are going to absolutely slaughter the Giants. Yeah. That's going to be um, 28 to 3, something like that. 28 to 3. I, I mean, the only thing that could make that game close is the fact that the Bills are coming back from London. So who knows how they're how they're going to be? You know, mm-hmm. they have, they have a week to get used to the being back over here and time schedule and all that stuff. And they did lose Matt Milano, who was a big part of the, the, is their defense. Um, so and I mean, it could be a little bit closer than that because of that. But if you're just going off. The, how the two teams are playing, I would think Bills by at least two touchdowns. If Josh Allen has a Josh Allen game, though, it's going to be close. If, that's if, the only way it's going to be close, if Josh Allen has a Josh Allen game. If, the Bill, if he doesn't turn the ball over, then that's a blowout. Yeah. But other if not, then it could stay a little bit close. But, yeah, the Giants are just so bad. They're, they're not going to be able to score. No. Uh I mean, that's pretty much all the NFL games. I just want to point out. But you know, out. you know what's funny though. Uh, even though we're, we're sitting here saying that ah, there's not a lot of good games, S- sometimes those are the weeks that surprise you, and all these games that you think are going to be horrible are all close and great games. How do you think? How what do you think about the Jets and Eagles this week? I, I think that's a sneaky close. That's, game. that's what I'm about to say. I think that's a sneaky close game because of the Jets' defense is really good and. Philadelphia, even though they're winning, they haven't been playing that great. They beat the Rams, but the Rams were in that game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see that being a close game. It's in New York, I believe. So, um, like I said, this the, these games might be good just because we think they're going to be bad. A lot mm-hmm. of time, the NFL is, just does that to you. Absolutely. I mean, we'll have to see these defenses can make these games close. I think that's what's going to matter this week. Well, Dad, here we go with plays of the week. Austin Riley hits one deep to left. See you later. The Atlanta Braves take the lead, and this ended up being the game-winning home run and even the series at one apiece. Oh, well, that was so clutch. Man, yeah, it was looking pretty bleak for the Braves, and all of a sudden... Home run in the seventh, and then this one game winner in the bottom of the eighth. Unbelievable. I think this team's going to roll now. All right. Ravens down at the five-yard line, looking to go up by 12 to the Steelers. Joy Porter Jr. in coverage. Oh, the interception. He jumps in front of OBJ. That was a horrible throw by Jackson. This is the biggest play of the game. Kept the Steelers in it, and they would go on to win. Unbelievable from the rookie. His first career interception comes at a big moment, end up being the difference maker. Awesome. Well, that is fourth and 16. Ravens looking to punt it. Miles Kilbrew says, not on my watch. And this ended up being a safety so close for Williams to recover it for a touchdown. But what a play from the Steelers special teams. What a great play. They just called him up from the practice squad, I believe, this week. Unbelievable play. Killebrew with the block. He's that he is so good at that. Um, he just missed getting this for the touchdown. But that was a turning point in the game. Look at that. Just the one-hand stretch. That's all it took for the Steelers to get back in the game. Alright, Red River rivalry. Dylan Gabriel getting pressured. He throws it up to Nick Anderson in the corner. 
The game-winning touchdown. What a play from Dylan Gabriel. That pocket was crashing down all around him. Yeah, Nick Anderson ended up floating wide open here. The safety and corner on Texas were confused. Who's got him? I don't have him. I don't have him. Well, neither of you have him. Touchdown, Oklahoma, and they end up winning the game. Bryson Stott up. Bases loaded for the Phillies against the Marlins. There she goes. Grand slam. And that was it for the Miami Marlins. That grand slam slammed the door shut on the Marlins in the playoffs in the wild card. And the Phillies look to be another sneaky team. Last year they were in the wild card all the way to the World Series. Could we see the same this year? Bryson Stott, big moment. Well, Dad, just a few hours ago, the first inning, Sonny Gray looking to get out of it. Nope. Jose Abreu says bye-bye. A three-run shot in the first inning, and this was all she wrote tonight. Complete domination by the Astros. They look like they're headed on their way back to the series. They got some firepower. His first home run of the postseason in the first inning. Puts Houston up by four in the first inning. And Sonny Gray, a first inning to forget for sure. Well, Dad, that is our time. This podcast episode is over, but can't go anywhere without mentioning. We now have a website, pmsporttalk.com. And you can go check us out there. All episodes, everything about us, quite literally, is there. Thank you all for watching this episode, and we'll see you next time for PM Sport Talk. Hey, if you like what you see, you can subscribe down below, and you can listen to our podcast at any time. And also, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at pmsporttalk at gmail.com. Also coming soon is a website. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one.